Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, I have a real treat for you. My exclusive interview with the President of the United States. We just hosted him exclusively in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have my private conversation that will now be made public here on The Charlie Kirk Show. Email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. This episode is brought to you advertiser-free by those of you that go to charliekirk.com slash support, that chip in $20 or $50 or $100 a month. That helps cover our production costs. That helps cover the costs of the staff that we have here to fact-check and research everything that we are doing. So please go to charliekirk.com slash support and help out the show. One of the greatest honors of my life to be able to interview the President of the United States on this program, this show that is a little bit over a year old. One of the greatest, most amazing, humbling opportunities that an individual can have to interview the leader of the free world. You guys are really going to enjoy this. Email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. You're in for a treat. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Hey, everybody. Sorry that we missed a day. Been a little busy. Complicated business. We just hosted the President of the United States in Phoenix, Arizona. Turning Point Action, Students for Trump, hosted President Trump to an absolutely packed room. And right before the president took the stage, I had the opportunity to sit down with him and ask him some exclusive questions. And you're going to hear them right here on The Charlie Kirk Show. Right before he went on stage, we had the opportunity to have a pretty remarkable conversation, and you're going to hear it right here on this program. Before we get into that, I want to just tell you about the incredible event that our team at Turning Point Action put on for the President of the United States. As many of you probably saw some of the headlines the days before the Phoenix event that we held, there was a lot of media chatter about whether or not the President could still draw crowds, whether the President's support was possibly waning about whether the president was able to still command an audience, whether the president's base is disappearing. Well, in Phoenix, Arizona, we hosted the president during, let's just say, less than desirable circumstances with all that's going on with the Chinese coronavirus. 3,000 plus young people from all across Arizona and the American Southwest. Some of the headlines have been incredible covering the event. Newsweek, Students for Trump packs Arizona event even after TikTok teens Tulsa rally mischief. Associated Press, with student gathering, Trump gets a more boisterous crowd in Arizona. Thank you, AP. And Politico says, in Arizona, Trump has a redo of his Oklahoma rally. 
the president renewed his performance for a packed crowd. We are very honored to participate in this. And thank you guys that support The Charlie Kirk Show, that help get our message out, and really help support Turning Point USA, help support Turning Point Action, support Students for Trump. This was a really big deal for the country. Uh, To be able to get the president in front of an energetic crowd, I think that this is one of the best speeches I have ever heard him give, and I've heard him probably give hundreds of speeches since he has uh, taken office, obviously, since he uh, has run for the, the presidency. And it's just amazing. I want to share with you just some of the best lines and some of the incredible moments from him speaking at our Turning Point Action event. But it's going to be hard to convey this and communicate this, but the energy was absolutely off the charts. It was a kinetic form of energy. Uh, The president was in rare form. He was enjoying communicating with the next generation. And the applause was deafening. In fact, as soon as the president stepped into the church where we held the event, Dream City Church in Phoenix, thank you to the Barnett family that opened up their church and allowed us to rent out their facility. It was absolutely incredible. But as soon as the president stepped onto the grounds, the crowd was roaring and the president said, you got a really big crowd, don't you? I said, yes, Mr. President. Yes, we do. We got it just for you. Let's just start with some of my favorite moments from the speech. Uh, The president did mention me at the top of the speech, and he talked about raising up a generation of patriots who are going to stand up for truth and freedom. Play tape. Let us also show our appreciation to my good friend, Charlie. I'll tell you, Charlie is some piece of work. Who is mobilizing a new generation of pro-American student activists. That's what you are, and really smart. And you'll be up here someday. Somebody in that audience, maybe a few of you, you're going to be up here, right here, who are tough and smart and determined and truly unstoppable. You are. The president then went into some of the cultural issues. See, this speech was different than the campaign rally a couple days before. The president really went right into the cultural battle happening in America. You know what's going on because you're on the front lines of a tremendous intellectual struggle for the future of our country. That's really what you're talking about, the future of our country. You see what's happening. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. If we weren't here, you could forget it, okay? But we're going to be here, and then you're going to be here, and we're going to keep it going for a long time. The president also went after the radical left and their demands for conformity. Play tape. The radical left demands absolute conformity from every professor, researcher, reporter, journalist, corporation, entertainer, politician, campus speaker, and private citizen. But we have Charlie, and we have our people, and our people are stronger. Our people are stronger, and our people are smarter. And the chance for our country, USA, in God we trust, it was incredible. Of course, the four more years chance that I really enjoyed. And the president summed up the culture war perfectly. Our country did not grow great with the leftist ideology. And he pinpointed this. It's, it's almost like he's been listening to the Charlie Kirk show, I have to say. Maybe he's listened to some of our episodes in the previous weeks because he was reading word for word what we have been saying for the last couple of weeks. Play tape. Unbelievable spirit. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But the radical left, they hate our history. They hate our values. 
and they hate everything we prize as Americans, and we're right. Because our country didn't grow great with them. It grew great with you and your thought process and your ideology. The left-wing mob is trying to demolish our heritage so they can replace it with a new repressive regime that they alone control. They're tearing down statues, desecrating monuments, and purging dissenters. It's not the behavior of a peaceful political movement. It's the behavior of totalitarians and tyrants and people that don't love our country. They don't love our country. The left is not trying to promote justice or equality or lift up the downtrodden. They have one goal, the pursuit of their own political power for whatever reason, but that's their goal. That really seems to be their goal. Their goal of their sickness. And if you give power to people that demolish monuments and attack churches and seize city streets and set fire to buildings, then nothing is sacred and no one is safe. And then the president zeroed in on law and order, talking about standing with citizens who want to live safely in their country. Play tape. We believe in law and order. We support the men and women of law enforcement. And we stand with the citizens in every city and every community and every part of our country who wish to live in safety, security, dignity, and peace. And we know that American patriots don't bow down to foreign powers. We don't back down from left-wing bullies. And the only authority we worship is our God. And did you hear that applause for the almighty God? Man, is that refreshing instead of just the secular leftism that we have been seeing on television recently. The president then touted his Supreme Court justices, 300 federal judges, and in order to get more, he needs to win. Play tape. My administration has been delivering historic gains for the American people. Like no one has ever done in the first three and a half years of a presidency. Not even close. It's not even close. By the end of my first term, we will have close to 300 federal judges appointed and approved. 300. If you get 10, it's a lot. 300. An all-time record. And very importantly, we confirm two great Supreme Court justices. And we have to win because obviously we need more justices on the Supreme Court. People don't realize how important that is. I've always heard it's the most important thing you can do. I always said defense, but that's right there. Supreme Court justices and judges. Probably one of the biggest reactions of the entire speech, the enthusiasm off the charts, was when the president mentioned the Space Force. Play tape. And we are setting records. We spent over $2 trillion to completely rebuild the awesome power of the United States military. 
And I very proudly created the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, the Space Force. And the president just came from a visit at the border wall, which led with build the wall chants. Massive response. Play tape. And I've just come from the Arizona border, Yuma, where we mark the completion of over 220 miles of brand new, beautiful border wall. And, of course, the president went into the Chinese coronavirus, and he asked the audience what he should call it, and it was Trump at his best. Play tape. With COVID, did you ever notice, I said the other night, did anybody see my speech the other night on Saturday night? Yeah. So, what I said the other night, there's never been anything where they have so many names. I could give you 19 or 20 names for that, right? It's got all different names. Wuhan. Wuhan was catching on. Coronavirus, right? Kung flu, yeah. Kung flu. COVID, COVID-19, COVID. I said, what's the 19? COVID-19, some people can't explain what the 19. Give me the COVID-19. I said, that's an odd name. I could give you many, many names. Some people call it the Chinese flu, the China flu, right? They call it the China as opposed to China, the China. I've never seen anything like it. And the president was unafraid to tout his accomplishments when it came to the black community, historical black colleges, opportunity zones, countless jobs and more. Play tape. And I signed groundbreaking criminal justice reform, which nobody was able to get done. Very important. Very important. Very important. I secured record and permanent funding for historically black colleges and universities. Nobody knows that. And we created opportunity zones along with Tim Scott. And since then, countless jobs and $100 billion of new investment have poured into 9,000 of our most distressed neighborhoods in the country. 9,000 opportunities zones. So think of it. I did criminal justice reform. We did a lot of work on prison or prison reform. We did opportunity zones. Think of this. Think of all we've done. And we've taken care of the black colleges and universities. And nobody talks about it. But I have to talk about it. And you know what? Our black communities know it, and I think you're going to see something really great happen because they understand it. They really understand it. And the president talked about being an aspirational nation, going places we've never gone before, planting our flag on Mars. Play tape. 
But last month, we returned American astronauts to space aboard American rockets for the first time in nearly a decade. And the United States will be the first nation to plant our beautiful American flag on planet Mars. And the president's comments on defunding and abolishing the police are very, very relevant. In fact, he said, when they said they were going to abolish the police, I might have just won the election. Play tape. This is why the left is so dangerous. They always put their ideology before your safety. It's crazy what's going on. Defund and abolish the police. How's that a good idea? You know, I passed uh, a set. I was in the White House and there was this uh, set and it had them say, think of it, defund and abolish. I said, what are they going to defund? No, I said, it says defund and abolish. I said, what? What are they going to defund and abolish? I thought it was going to be something. They said, the police. I said, oh, great. I just won the election. That's great. And probably my favorite line of the entire speech is when the president mentioned Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, judging people by the content of their character, not the color of your skin, which is now a controversial sentiment because the left judges people on the color of their skin, not on the content of their character. Play tape. We embrace the noble vision of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and believe that people should not be judged based on the color of their skin, but the content of their character. This is a choice of two futures. The left's vision of disunity and discord, or our vision of equal opportunity and equal justice. The president rightly identified mail-in ballots as being a massive gateway to fraud all across the country. And it got good boos from our Turning Point audience. Play tape. The Democrats are also trying to rig the election by sending out tens of millions of mail-in ballots using the China virus as the excuse for allowing people not to go to the polls. Hey, we have a virus coming. We have to send, think of it, California. He's going to be sending out millions and millions of ballots. Well, where are they going? Where are these ballots going? Who's getting them? Who is not getting them? Little section that's Republican. Will they be stolen from mailboxes as they get put in by the mailmen? Will they be taken from the mailmen and the mailwomen? Will they be forged? Who is signing them? Who's signing them? What, are they signed at a kitchen table and sent in? Will they be counterfeited by groups inside our nation? Will they be counterfeited maybe by the millions by foreign powers who don't want to see Trump win because nobody has been tougher on trade or making our country great again? Nobody. No, mail-in ballots is a disaster for our country. 
It's going to end up in a big fight. You know, look, look, just, just forget about all of this stuff. Forget about speeches and teleprompters and all of that. They send out millions of ballots. Who's getting them? How are they delivered? Who's not getting them? Think of it. It's going to be fraud all over the place. And if you look right now, if you look right now, look at all of the disputes they're having on mail-in ballots. A friend of mine who's a great guy had a son who passed away seven years ago. Seven years ago. He came to see me the other day. He said, they just sent to my son Robert a mail-in ballot. He died seven years ago. There's no way they can control that. With mail-in ballots, you introduce something in the middle of an election year, and you have something where it's very complex. You have no time to fix this very complex process. It's very complex. This will be, in my opinion, the most corrupt election in the history of our country, and we cannot let this happen. They want it to happen so badly. And we also had some of our Turning Point students come up and tell their stories, some incredible testimonies. And we're going to get to my conversation, my private conversation that has not yet been aired, but it will be aired here on the Charlie Kirk Show momentarily. But I want to talk about Nia Moore. Nia Moore is a black young woman from Minneapolis. She gave incredible testimony about the fraud that is the Black Lives Matter movement. And she said something that was correct. Black lives do matter. All lives do matter. But black lives don't matter to black lives matter. She said this in front of the president, in front of millions of people. And I was so proud because she's a turning point activist. Play tape. If Black Lives Matter truly cared about black lives, they would not have allowed the riots to destroy black businesses and black communities. If they cared about black lives, they would defund Planned Parenthood. If Black Lives Matter cared about black lives, they would address the astronomically high numbers of black-on-black crime in inner cities. They try to paint us as the bad guys for not supporting the organization, but it's not the saying, Black Lives Matter. I think there's very few conservatives that believe black lives don't matter. We do believe black lives matter. We just believe they all matter, not just the lives the left chooses to exploit. Mr. President, I just want to say thank you for being a great example of a big tent Republican. The president has never needed the black vote to win, but he has still done incredible work with prison reform, lowering black unemployment, funding HBCUs, and stimulating the black community with opportunity zones. without pandering. Once upon a time, the president asked the black community what we had to lose. We didn't have anything, but now we do. Thank you, Mr. President. I asked the president about what his message is going to be to young people. I also asked him some other questions that you're going to be very, very interested about. 
I just want to say, I'm beyond honored and quite honestly, humbled. I'm a 26-year-old who never went to college, who was told I would fail at every single turn by certain people, still had amazing people believe in me. Still to this day, people are cheering for my demise. Not so fast, my friends. But to be able to interview the President of the United States, he takes time to take some questions from me. And we gave him the option. We had the podcast set up there. I said, Mr. President, you know, do you have a moment or two or three to be able to discuss this? I said, of course, Charlie. I mean, that is incredible. I had this conversation with him. And he said, I want it to go on your podcast. I want you to have great numbers. And so he gave us an exclusive on these remarks. And I am just honored. And it's a testament. If a 26-year-old that didn't go to college can interview and host the President of the United States, what dream do you have that people are telling you that you can't achieve? So I'm honored to be able to share these remarks and this private conversation that's now being made public between myself and the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump. Mr. President, welcome to Arizona. Well, thank you very much. You're about to address the second largest gathering post-lockdown, I think, on the planet. That's right. And all young people. What is your message to the next generation? I think it's just hope, and I think that we are doing a great job. We had the best job numbers we've ever had a month ago, actually two weeks ago. Uh, The retail numbers were coming back very strong. Uh, We had this uh, problem with China where they sent something over here, probably by accident. Who knows? And we're coming out of it very strong, very powerfully. Uh, The third quarter is going to be incredible, I think. I really believe it will be. And fourth quarter is going to be really good. And uh, next year is going to be one of the best years we've ever had. So it's going to be great for young people. You signed an executive order yesterday that I loved and appreciated, restricting immigration that will protect jobs of young graduates. Can you tell us a little about that? Well, very simply, we want to take care of Americans first. And I'm okay with having people come in based on merit. You know that. I've been talking to you about that for a long time. But uh, we want to have people come in on merit. But right now we have jobs to fill, and I want to do that before I even think about anything else. And uh, we've signed something that's very strong. It's uh, really America first. It's the old story. America first is a very simple message. To put our country and our generation first. So, Mr. President, you have been outspoken about the need for the silent majority to be silent no longer. So many young people are losing their jobs because of their beliefs, and some of them get physically threatened. In closing here, one last kind of piece of messaging as you hear the crowd roar in anticipation. Great crowd. Incredible. In fact, every single seat filled, and we had a kind of little battle with the fire marshal over it, but I said that. You always win those battles. Yes, sir. So for young conservatives out there that are being targeted for their beliefs, what, what, is, what is your message for that? Well, we're going to be doing something. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I, you saw what I did having to do with uh, schools that are funded and they terrific. get funded. And I know it's had a big impact on you. And I know An you, have sold out, you have sold out crowds and everything else. But we're winning. We're in the White House. We're going to win the White House again. Uh, hopefully we're going to win the Senate. We're going to bring back the House. We are doing great, and I really think that as far as targeting, I like targeting back. You know, they go after people's business. They go after customers. If you advertise on a conservative show, you know what's going on. They go after the advertiser. Oh, it's a disgrace. What they do is a disgrace. And the bottom line is we're winning, and they're knocking down our monuments, and they're knocking down our statues. They're knocking down all sorts of things. In the end, we're going to knock them down. We're going to win this. We're going to win it really big. And these incredible people that I hear in the background, they're on the winning team. And 
I think the other side has, frankly, I think they've just lost it, and you see it. But we'll see what happens. November, we have to go. November 3rd's a big day. It is a big That's day. That's a big day. We're all waiting for it, and I think we're doing really well. We're all set to go. We're just starting the campaign right now. You know, we were on uh, television the other night for a speech, and it was the highest rating in the history of Fox on a Saturday night. And the history, that's a, bit, that's a long history. It's a lot of good shows mm-hmm. and some probably pretty bad ones, too. But uh, And online, you saw the kind of numbers we got. 11 million views. Yeah, there, there are tremendous, there's a tremendous spirit out there that, I guess they call it enthusiasm, mm-hmm. uh, that people haven't seen in a long time. So I think we're going to do really well. Mr. President, we have your back. Thank you for fighting for Thank our you. generation. And can't wait to hear what you have to say. You've always had my back, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks. So, look, I was so honored the president just took the time he did to speak with me backstage before he addressed our students and gave us those private remarks. And I just think more than that conversation, there were some very amazing things that were said there, talking about young people and the next generation and what's happening in our country. I just hope you take away the lesson that if you conceive, believe, work, you can achieve anything in this country. And it's just, I'm so honored to call myself an American. I'm a patriot. I'm going to continue to fight for this country every single day. I want to thank you guys for supporting our show. This episode was brought to you advertiser-free by those of you that have gone to charliekirk.com support and have chipped in some money. $20 a month, $50 a month. Thank you and God bless you. This keeps our show going. Just to give you an idea, the producers here on The Charlie Kirk Show They did not sleep the last four or five days. They had to put on the entire production for the President of the United States. They had to cut the episodes. We have two episodes coming out today. We're going to try to keep up that pace the best we can. We are the hardest working podcast team in politics, and we plan to keep it that way, and we're honored by your support. Please go to charliekirk.com slash support. If you guys want to get involved with Turning Point USA to help us win America's culture war, go to tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com for 20 people. That email is freedom at charliekirk.com. Subscribe. Give us a five-star review. You guys will get a copy of the MAGA Doctrine. We are sending out more and more copies of the New York Times bestseller, MAGA Doctrine. So here's what you got to do. You got to subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Email us freedom at charliekirk.com, and you might be selected one of 20 to get a signed copy of the New York Times bestseller, MAGA Doctrine. Check out TurningPointUSA, TPUSA.com. Email me your questions. You can do anything you put your mind to, especially in this beautiful, beautiful country we live in. Be grateful, fight for it, stand with courage. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.